0: Hey, yo hey, yo i'm back guess who's back i'm back again put us back. back what's up everybody <laughs> i just had a just had a whole moment there but what's up everyone uh welcome back to the weigh-in um listen so i've been busy the last like week two weeks or so and so much has happened geez a lot has happened man so we're gonna do two episodes. This is gonna, this is. I'm recording this all at once, but there're gonna be two episodes. I'm gonna release one today, one tomorrow. Then I'm gonna release a third episode that's gonna focus on what's happening this weekend. We'll get to that when we get to that, right? But um, this is another like news update episode. And I was thinking to myself, what should I call this news update thing, man? News update is just like uh, news update. Hey guys, I'm gonna do a news update. You know, it's like boring, man. So I thought, let me name it something. You know, I I, I thought about it, thought about it, thought about it. So we're going to call it tipping the scale, man. We're talking about all the stuff that tips this, you know, tipping the scale, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I have to explain that because I don't have much of an explanation other than it links with the title of the podcast as a whole. It just sounded smart to me. So we're going to go. This is tipping the scale one. Then we're going to tip the scale two. And then tipping the scale three. And so on and so forth. So that's 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 what we're going to do today there's a lot to cover there is a lot to cover. there's a lot of things that have happened um so i'm just going to quickly go over the stuff that we talked about in the last episode that sort of had a conclusion in this episode um and then that's going to have a conclusion in this episode and then the next episode will be stuff that happened last weekend and then the next episode we're going to preview the next big pay-per-view um Yeah, I'm excited about that one but we'll get there We'll get there I'm I'm jumping the gun I'm jumping the gun If you didn't know It's your boy Your host Kuda A.K.A. And I I know a lot of people Like some people I think some of my listeners Are now wondering What's he gonna call himself next time? Like what What alias is he gonna call himself? Today I'm the ballpoint pen A.K.A. the ballpoint pen We're back with another episode, man If you think about it, man Ballpoint pens are so like underrated or unappreciated as like instruments of writing you know what i'm saying like them niggas them niggas uh them niggas really got us man so shout out to ballpoint pens man that's what i am i'm like i'm your dude man you know when you need me like when you have a pen when you're at home affairs boy and you need to fill in or you have to declare some covid stuff what are you gonna use you're gonna use that ballpoint pen man i'm your guy i'm your guy always there for you man anyway welcome back to the weigh-in another episode of well this is the first episode of tipping the scale um let's just get right into it so two weeks ago two weeks ago saturday we watched uh tj dillashaw versus cody sandhagen um and wow that was a really good card i really didn't expect the whole card to be good but the the whole card was good like the whole card was good like especially the main card was good um we have, we had Yanez versus Co- Costa. Um, what a great fight between the two, man. Um, Randy Costa and Adrian Yanez. And these guys are very popular on MMA Twitter. So, um, if these guys ever listen to my podcast, please follow me, Adrian Yanez. Please follow me, Randy Costa. But anyway, uh, these two dudes, right? They, um, the, the two young, exciting guys, um, they had like a little bit of a bet, right? It was, it was basically like Dr. Pepper versus Ren, uh, versus, um, what's, what's it? Reese's. So I think Costa liked Reese's and Yanez liked Dr. Pepper. So they said whoever wins the fight supplies the other guy with like a month's supply or a year's supply of, Uh, dr pepper or 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 reese's and yeah man so so what happened was yanez got the tko in round two but the first round was crazy man costa came with that jab man he came so jab heavy his jab was good he was looking slick moving across the ring but like yanez just stayed in there stayed in there and yanez slowly started landing his shots landing his shots landing his shots and then the second round got the tko win for me if Delicious on Saturday. It hadn't been so good of a fight. That would have been my fight of the night, even though it was two rounds. It was just like a, a round and a half. It was such a good fight. It was so exciting. While I lost it. Um. Another fight that we had was Macy Barber and Miranda Maverick. Um Macy Barber was like she's this girl in the in the flyweight division and she's been talking about I want to be the youngest UFC champion ever. Hum, hum 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 Well, she's uh she's she faced some setbacks. She lost to um what's this lady's name, Did The she calls herself the 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 smiling warrior or something like that. Man, I can't remember her name. She she looks goofy. Um, I can't remember her name though it, It'll come to me Like I can see her face See her face Anyway uh, She lost to that lady um, But she tore her ACL She came back And to be fair man She lost this fight man I think I think Miranda Maverick got robbed This was another decision robbery And perhaps we need to go over Like MMA judging And like All that kind other of stuff You know we need to go over MMA judging How to score fights How to do all this stuff But basically The judges gave macy um i think it was a split decision um they scored you know two of the judges scored uh, 29 28 to her when it realistically it was either 29 28 to maverick or 30 27 if if you're gonna give me another scorecard that's you know it was never it was never two rounds to macy Barber, but she won um so i don't know i guess um yeah, she won, I guess. You you can't really take it, can't really take away that decision from her. But I feel bad for, for Miranda Maverick because she did so well in that fight. Uh, she controlled everywhere, like she controlled Macy everywhere. Um, you know, with the striking, a little bit of grappling was in there, but whatever, man. What are you going to do? Then my man, Darren, the damage Elkins, man darren elkins he fought minna um won by tko in the second round you guys need to watch darren elkins fight man darren elkins is such an exciting fighter because what he does is um he's like he reminds me of patrick from spongebob and patrick because patrick is just like a like a uh, but not not in the sense that darren elkins is dumb but darren elkins will take an obscene amount of damage like like this minute dude, all he was trying to do was trying to like get submission, ground upon, pound, ground and pound, submission, ground upon. pound. So he lets, He's sort of like he lets himself get into these positions where he could almost get finished and he just fights out. Just stays calm and fights out and fights out until the other guy gets tired. Then when that guy gets tired, Dar- Darren Elkins says, Okay, my boy. Uh, 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 You thought you had me, boy. Let me show you how to finish. And he finishes the fight, man. I think he's done it like nine times in the UFC or something like that. They were saying something crazy like that, man. Crazy fight. Go watch that fight, man. Darren Elkins. Darren, the Damage. elk. He has a horrible tattoo on his chest that says, The Damage. Go watch that fight, man. It was crazy. But he won by second round TKO. That was one of my favorite fights as well. Then to the main event. I know I told you all. Bet the house on San Egan That's what I said I said bet the house on San Egan When I say bet the house I mean honey We're betting the house The car the mo- Everything honey We're going to bet our whole lives on this fight Because I'm so sure about this And you know what I think I was only wrong about two things right? I was wrong about TJ Dillashaw uh, Getting knocked out He didn't get knocked out He stayed in there Good on him He did get knocked down though There was a second there I thought mm, Here we go But you know Shout out to TJ He stayed in there all five rounds Then um, And I was wrong about the judges uh, Scoring the fight like r- Normal people would uh, Apparently You know the judging in Vegas is terrible Because um, Yeah it was a robbery It wasn't a robbery You know it was a close fight And I wouldn't say it's a robbery But I do believe San Egan won that fight uh, Khabib believes he won that fight um, And whatever Khabib says You know You know it it has to be true, man. Whatever Kabib says in terms of scoring, that man has never been wrong. So Kabib believes it. A lot of even, you know, the commentators believed San Egan did enough to win the fight. Sanegan won based on damage. And i I I forgot to get it, but there is a there's an excerpt that I must read for you. When we do the thing about MMA scoring and where damage is the most important Aspect you need to consider, right? How much damage is he putting on? So, San Hagen definitely won rounds two, rounds four, and rounds five. I think TJ Dillashaw won rounds one and three. So, TJ Dillashaw did a good job with controlling the cage, right? So, his octagon control, controlling San Hagen against the cage. Um, but again, he didn't land any damaging shots. I mean, San Hagen was piecing this brother up, man. San Hagen's striking is so slick, man. I think Sandeg is my favorite fighter at 135 pounds. I still believe he's gonna be, you know, champion one day. But you know what? It it puts the the bantamweight division in a different place now because we have TJ Dillashaw in the mix. And now the bantamweight division is even is looking more stacked than ever. Because you got you know, you got Jan and Sterling fighting for the title, UFC 267, October 30th. Don't don't forget, don't miss it. So you got Jan and Sterling, now you got TJ Dillashaw, you've got You got, still got Sandhagen there, who's one fight away from a title shot. Um, you know, he spoke to the UFC matchmakers and they promised him, listen. I, I think the UFC did this because they know that they believe that he won the fight. And sometimes the UFC will like not override the decisions that judges make, but the judges will make a decision. They'll award the guy the win. But the other guy, they'll say, now, listen, we're going to help you out, give you another chance because you you did win that fight. So this is one of those chances chances that San is going to get where he's going to get another fight and probably fight for the title next um, after Dillashaw. Um, uh, so you got San Egan, Dillashaw, Jan, Sterling... Cody Garbrandt's always, you know, Cody Garbrandt's up and down. He's apparently Cody Garbrandt's going down to one hundred twenty-five pounds. Um, might be a good move for him. I think he's finished. I think he's gonna fight Kai Kara Franz, which is not a good fight for him. I don't think he does very well, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, I uh, got Jose Aldo in the mix, Frankie Edgar in the mix, uh, Dominic Cruz. You got Sugar Sean O'Malley. You got Cheeto Vera. You have got all these guys at one hundred thirty-five pounds. Personally, for me, 135 is the most stacked division in the UFC. That's just my, that's just my personal. People will say 155, but Khabib is retired. Conor has got a broken leg and Tony's on a three-fight losing streak. So I don't know about lightweight being the most stacked because I believe that at 135, guys ranked from one to 10 could be champion. You couldn't really say that about um, the 155-pound division, you know. So there are guys who are just clearly better at 155 that you know there's no way like Bernil Dariush no disrespect to the man but he's never winning a title he's not gonna win you know a title that's not happening if that happens then I will I don't know I'll donate like my life savings to to Iran he's Iranian or something I'll I'll just give money to Iranians from the rest of my life if that's the case Uh, but yeah dude um, so so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens at 135 pounds um, what do I see happening in the future, right? So, listen, I'm a mystic. I, I've called, like, so far, so far, right? I have called exactly what the UFC is going to do in terms of making fights, in terms of matching people up with fights, I called Usman versus Covington is definitely going to happen. It's been booked. Um, Makachev versus RDA. It's been booked. Chandler versus Gaethje. It's been booked. I am a bit of a I'm a bit of a mystic. The UFC. I, I someone at the UFC is listening to my podcast and they're like, mm, "This nigga spitting. This nigga spitting. Let's do that." I swear to God, because I'm calling this stuff, so I'm going to call it again. All right. So we got Jan versus Sterling, October thirtieth. What are we going to get? TJ Dillashaw is going to sit it out and he's going to face the winner. All right. So once that fight happens, wait, Hmm, that's a bit tricky. Because if Sterling wins, there may be a trilogy. We may see a trilogy there, but it depends. I actually do think that a fight between um, Dillashaw and Sterling or Jan is better than a trilogy fight, hands down. So Jan versus Sterling, they're going to go and fight, right? Uh, Dillashaw is going to face the winner. We're gonna get Sanhagen versus Rob Font, right? Sanhagen versus Rob Font is a very fun fight. Um, Rob Font is a hard-nosed Bostonian bomber. He's just like he just he's just a fighter, man. Very good boxing and just moves forward. He's got he's all hard and he just recently he beat um Cody Garbrandt. So that's gonna be a very very good fight. Um, uh, so yeah, so I see Sanhagen fighting uh Rob Font next. I think, um, who else, who else, is, who's in the mix? We're going to see Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munez, uh, Munoz this weekend. So that's sort of, Lee's, basically, at least Sugar Sean, he could fight anyone from 5 to 10, basically, ranked 5 to 10. I really want to see him get that Chito Ver, uh uh rematch. I doubt that's going to happen. So I think he might face Ricky Simon. I think Ricky Simon is going to be the next assignment for him. But that's sort of the picture at 135 pounds, right? Um, And that's sort of everything that happened in the UFC two weeks ago. Two weeks ago Saturday, right? Then uh, we had the bare-knuckle fighting championship. So for those of you who don't know, right? Bare-knuckle brawling is where they sort of, they wrap up their hands, but leave their knuckles exposed and they box. But, you know, in boxing you use gloves. Here, no gloves, just bare hands, man. Bare knuckles basically so so bare-knuckle fighting was popularized in the uk i mean bare-knuckle fighting is what we see everywhere right You see people just fighting each other you go to tiger tiger and i don't know like um this benny's boys you're next you're bro. like th- that's bare-knuckle fighting man right? so um uh you all know man I'm killing myself right i'm having a good time man if you guys are i hope you guys are having, i'm having a good time man i hope you guys are having a good time <laughs> y'all Yo, you're my mate but I do <laughs> i don't know i'm so finished with this accent but anyway bear knuckle fighting championship um i said paige van Zandt would win she didn't um rachel Otovich is is not just a pretty face man <laughs> Rachel Ostevich is not just a pretty face, man. I didn't believe in her because she lost the first fight and she had a terrible UFC, terrible UFC record. But she came out. She won the decision. Um, I think she won by unanimous decision. Uh, All three judges giving her the the fight. She won a five-round decision. Um, Phew. Paige Van Zandt stormed out of the ring I think she believes she won I don't know how she thinks she won that fight That's a bit crazy But yeah, Paige Van Zandt lost Um, We'll see what happens next Um, Rachel Ostovich, You know, she's got that Hawaiian blood, man And you know about Hawaiians You know, BJ Penn You know, Max Holloway You know, um, what's this guy's name? Yancey Medeiros These Hawaiians, man These Hawaiians are crazy, man these Hawaiians, man They've got, they've got like that fire They've got I think Hawaiians have a little bit of Maori blood in them, man I think they're, they're like islanders, man So they're crazy people And she's got a little bit of that And she showed that She showed all hearts So shout out to her I mean, she broke down crying It was very emotional for her And so on And then so Lob, so so Lobov was. I think Lobov was meant to fight, right? Artem Lobov was meant to fight. The fight didn't happen. I didn't understand why. Come to find out, the man has resti- announced his retirement from combat sport as a whole. So we've really lost the greatest of all time. We've lost Artem Lobov. Retires with a UFC with an MMA record of thirteen and fourteen, um, thirteen wins, fourteen losses. The greatest of all time. Greatest to ever do it. Um, if you look at if you look at it right, ever since Autumn stopped training with Connor, Connor started started losing, man. So, man, I was sad about Autumn retiring, man. I really wanted him to keep fighting because he's always competitive in these bare knuckle fight. Like I think he found his thing. He really found the sport for him, bare knuckle fighting. Because I think what is he two and one in bare knuckle fighting? Um, and he lost to he only he's, and I mean the guy that he lost to is a guy that he beat. So, you know he's. He, Phenomenal And he beat Polyman Malanaji Who's a former You know Boxer World Championship Level boxer Uh, And he beat him In a bare knuckle boxing fight So you know Autumn Lobo Really found his thing But he retired man But lobov retires chad mendez comes out of retirement I suppose sort of, i guess we've got sort of got like a like a swap deal you know lobov retires so with the chad Mendes, but imagine if lobov had stayed we could we would have gotten chad mendez versus artem lobov as a main event man imagine uh, as a main event for ben knuckle fighting championship fight imagine that as a fight that would have been crazy for those of you who don't know right chad mendez he's a. Uh, for is a member of team alpha male, which is Uriah Faber's camp with all these lighter weight class guys. These, these guys are featherweight, bantamweight, um, flyweight. These guys all weigh 125 to about 135, 145 pounds. That's where they all compete at. It's a wrestling based, um, wrestling based camp. Um, when TJ Dillashaw eventually gets his title shot against, um, against Jan Osterling, I'll explain the whole entire Team Alpha male situation and how TJ Dillashaw was also part of Team Alpha male. I'll explain that whole thing. There's a whole saga and a whole story, um, that also involves Conor McGregor, um, and all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But basically, Chad Mendez, you know, he challenged for the title at 145 pounds three times. Uh, the first time for Aldo got knocked out. Second time, fought Jose Aldo again. Decision vict- uh, decision loss. Third time, fought uh, Conor McGregor, got knocked out. And he's always just been this really exciting guy at 145 pounds. Very like, muscle-bound, short dude, h- hard hitter. Um, but he went on a bit of a skid. He lost to Volkanovski, um Yeah, he just started losing a bunch of fights and I think he just wanted to take a break, but he's come back out and we all thought he was going to go to the UFC. I mean, we've been seeing uh, videos of him training and to be honest... I've only seen him Training his hands He's only been doing the boxing He's only been doing the boxing So uh, It makes a lot of sense Why he signed for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships And You know That means BKFC Is getting big man They've signed Paige Van Zandt They've had Malolanchi fight there They had Blueface In case Blueface actually had to fight anyone, I, I didn't want to cover that Because I mean come on But yeah Blueface won a fight In Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships um, They got Who else did they They They've got a few UFC veterans that fight there And now Chad Mendes That's a huge signing It means that they're, you know, really trying to get somewhere with this So shout out to them um, But that's, that's basically everything that happened in the past week in the, in, uh, You know, two weeks ago That's basically that happened Everything that happened um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So at this bare knuckle fighting championship, right? Hector Lombard. <laughs> so remember, I spoke about Tyron Woodley and I spoke about Tyron Woodley and Jake Paul, right? Tyron Woodley, Jake Paul, they're going to fight later in the year, right? So this video came out of Hector Lombard. So Hector Lombard was this, this hype train back in the day, man. High MMA hype train. Um, I thought I think he was fighting at 170 pounds. Don't know how he made 170 pounds because that guy is huge that guy is massive and I, but not like height wise like muscle wise um, but i think he has a bit of a small man complex but I, we'll get into that right so hector lombard and he'd long since been cut from the ufc i think the last time we saw him he was getting knocked out by old man dan henderson with a freak elbow shot that henderson uh uh, uh hit him with um can't remember what card that was at ufc I think it was UFC 203 or 204. No, no. UFC 199. It could be 199. UFC 199, Rockhold versus Bisbang 2. Yeah, that's where it happened. UFC 199, I think it was. Um I'll get my facts cheap, but I think it was UFC one ninety nine, Rockhold versus Bisbang. Uh that's when Dan Henderson knocked out uh um Hector Lombard. And yeah, it was quite a brutal, brutal knockout. Quite frankly, very, very strange knockout. Just go Google it, just go uh Hector Lombard L O M B A N L O M B A R D Hector Lombard Dan Henderson. You guys can spell Daniel Henderson, uh, just K O and you'll find it on YouTube. Very funny knockout. Um, but um, um, so that's the last time we saw him. So now, I, you know, I see Hector Lombard approaching Tyron Woodley at a bare knuckle fighting championship event, and I'm thinking to myself, raw. Oh, This guy, this guy is still alive, man. This guy is still here. So Hector Lombard approaches, um, Tyron Woodley and he, and he, and he he speaks to Tyron Woodley. He goes, Hey man, remember that time where you try to, you know, mess around with my side chick? And then Tyron Woodley goes, Yeah, I remember. (laughs) Tyrone <laughs> Whitley goes, yeah, I remember that, I remember, I remember. And then, uh, and, then, and then Hector Lombard goes, well, that's not right, man. You know, that's so disrespectful, man. And then Tyrone goes, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. And then Hector goes, no, 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 no. The time for apologies, basically, the time for apologies has long since passed, How are we going to settle this? Then Tamar goes, all right, man, let's do the fight. Let's do the fight. And he goes, okay, cool. Then Hector Lombard is talking to some bare-knuckle fighting people. So I think Hector Lombard is actually signed with BKFC. Um, But yeah, so then Hector Lombard went onto his Instagram And he sort of explained the story. And he's basically saying, you know, um, back in the day when Tyron Woodley was coming up at AT AT&T, ATT, which is American top team, one of the biggest, um, um, gyms out there in the, uh, in the U.S. I think they're in Southern California. Um, guys that come out of there, Dustin Poirier, Amanda Nunes, um, who else? Joanna Jan Um, Tyron Woodley fought out of there, Colby Covington, um, Jorge Masvidal, it's a, it's a super gym, dude. There are so many good fighters that come out of the camp. And I think that's why the fighters that come out of the camp are so good because you're just brushing shoulders against really good guys, really good girls, girls and guys, and you're just getting better because you're sparring against the number five guy in the world, the number three guy in the world in different weight classes and stuff. So very good mix of people there. Um, So Hector Lombard was fighting out of ATT. um, Tyron Woodley was fighting out of ATT. And he was basically saying, ah, you know, when, you know, when, when we were coming up and Tyron Woodley was coming up, he used to call me his big brother. You know, he used to say, he looked up to me. I was his big brother, whatever. And then, you know, come to find out this whole time, this guy is, you know, He's talking to my girl. He's trying to smash my girl. Now, in my head, I'm thinking to myself. In the video, right, where between Tyron Woodley and uh, and and and, in the video between Tyron Woodley and Hector Lombard, when they were speaking to each other, he said, "Side chick, come back here." He's saying, "My girl." So I don't really know. I think it is his side. I think they are talking about his side, his side piece. But, but also like Paulie Mandanali was very famous, very famously. Um, uh so there was another th- incident that happened in boxing where Adrian Broner beat Pauli Marginali in a fight and in the in the interview um uh Adrian Broner said yeah and and you know I, I i took his belt and his girl right he's saying i could have his girl and then um poli marinelli comes and he says you can't brag about taking my side piece you can't brag about taking my side piece um Um, so they made a bet, they made a very dumb bet that if Adrian Broner won, he'd get a night with (laughs) Polly Marginali's girl. And in America, in basically around New York, those kind of places, your girlfriend is your side piece, like, like side piece as in like a gun. Like you have a side piece, <laughs> like a girl, that's your girl, like your actual girlfriend, not necessarily your side hun. So I don't know if that's like a, like a ling- lingual thing with Hector Lombard. Cause he, I think he's Cuban. I don't know if that's a thing, but I do think he's talking about his actual side girl. And I'm thinking to myself, how can you confront a man about your side girl, man? What What is wrong with you? But his logic is saying, nah, man, like, like, come on, bro. Like, you know you you're my guy and you know, you, like you said, I'm your big brother and all this. How could you do this to me? So that's very interesting. I just found that a very interesting little thing. But that's how we should start selling beef. You know, in South Africa, we settle beef on Twitter where we go and people just talk. And, oh, when well, next time I see you, we're going to, oh, and they tweet at each other and people go crazy. Nah, man, walk to each other's faces, talk some shit, and then get out of there, man. Talk to each other's faces. Be like, yo, listen, man, how are we going to settle this? And then they say, okay, we're going to fight. Okay, we do it. We'll set another place and time. This is not the place to do it. Obviously, Tyrone Woodley was never, ever going to be aggressive because he's about to get the biggest payday of his life. Why risk that payday for some drama about some girl you don't care about? I mean, Tyrone Woodley's now married. He's got kids. He's got everything. It doesn't really matter to him, right? So why, you know, risk that bag for some hun and some loser dude you know he's so obviously he's going to be like okay we'll do the fight let me just walk away so that i can you know focus on the fight so focus on you know Jake paul so we're, i think we're going to see that i think we might see tyron woodley get a boxing fight against hector lombard if not we might see him get a bkfc fight if the if the paycheck is there and good for him man i really want to see him get paid um i really want to see a man like tyron woodley get paid so shout out to him so i just thought that was a really funny little thing that happened and um you know the last bit of business that we're going to take care of is conor mcgregor i feel like we talk about conor but i think it's just this is what you're going to realize about conor mcgregor he is always relevant in the sport one and two when he fights right news about him will be fast and thick for Weeks to come, like literal weeks, you're just gonna hear Connor, 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 Connor. So Connor, um, I think Connor. So recently, Connor, uh, you know, Khabib, Khabib tweeted after the fight, uh, that Connor lost to Dustin Poirier. He said, "Good, um, good always beat, uh, d- good will always defeat evil. Congratulations, Dustin Poirier. That's what the tweet was. So Connor, I think Connor. So Connor, Connor then tweeted like. Several days ago, he tweeted and deleted. Um, Put a bit of a John Jones. He tweeted and deleted. He said, um, "So is COVID good and father bad and father evil?" And th- th- for those of you who don't know, Khabib's father, Abdoumanap, um, you know, died from COVID complications. So you know, I mean, yeah, Connor's Connor Connor needs some help. I think it's a desperate cry for help. Uncle DC Daniel Cormier was saying, "Yeah, Connor has crossed the line. He needs some help." Um, you know, Khabib also spoke about it on a pod. He's, he's so Khabib was a guest on Hotboxing with Mike Tyson. Guys, listen, I also have a favor to ask of you. Yeah. Please share this thing, man. Please share my podcast so that I can one day hotbox with Mike Tyson. I think if I hotbox with Mike Tyson, it doesn't really matter how much money I have, if I'm with people, or if I have friends, or if I have a wife or kids, it doesn't really matter. If I hotbox with Mike Tyson Then I step outside And I die I would have died a happy man I'll die a happy man If I hotbox with Mike So let's That's the road we're on Right That's the goal for this podcast so that I can hotbox With Mike Tyson Okay But obviously for 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 the purpose of the video Um You know Tabib is Muslim Very out Muslim So they didn't smoke But I I would I would No 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 two ways about it I would With Mike Tyson You're damn You're damn Right to And I would Mom Mom I would. It's Mike Tyson. It's Mike Tyson. Come on, like, <laughs> come on, man. Who, who would not smoke? I'm sure my parents would light up with Mike Tyson, man. It's Mike Tyson, man. So anyway, I, I keep saying it's Mike Tyson, and and I, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, it's Mike Tyson, but dude, it's Mike Tyson. But anyway, um, so he was on a podcast, and and basically, um, Khabib basically said, you know, this guy. He's basically Kabib said this guy needs help. I don't really care about what he says. You're he talking about Connor and you're saying like I think Connor gets really drunk at night and then tweets and then deletes and then you know I think that's what's going on. And I think that's probably true. Um and and so you know Henry Sehudo was also it was co-hosting and Henry Sehuda basically asked Mike, he was like, Mike, if someone said that about your dad or whatever, what would you what would you do? And then Mike said, you know, all I've learned about this business is anything goes, man. That's what Mike Tyson said. So, Mike Tyson has given all fighters the 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 free room to say whatever you want. Anything goes in this business, man. And I, and I think that's the most interesting thing about MMA. And 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 I have um I have a listener. I have a uh, someone uh, this very very sweet girl. Um, she was saying, um, I don't really like. No, I that accent. <laughs> She's colored, but she goes. I don't really like um. I don't really like it when people are to each other for no reason. Like we're gonna find, just find. And I thought that was so cute. And I I, I want her to be a, a guest so we can speak about trash talk in MMA. And I think that's a that's a topic that's gonna come up and we're gonna talk about trash talk. But that's one of the things I love about this sport is that uh, that like, it's so it's it's a it's a big sport, but it's it's kind of left, it's fine kind of off center. From the public eye to the degree that people in this sport say literally say whatever they want with their chests. Like they, they, these people say whatever they want like you'll be surprised. We'll talk about Strickland in the next episode, but people literally say whatever they want and get away with it quite frankly. And Dana is a big proponent of I don't care about your political leanings. I don't care about anything. you can say what you want, it's your platform. All you have to do is come fight. I agree with that let people do whatever they want they come and fight people if you don't want to like he's saying that if people don't want to see you fight they should just not tune in don't pay for this guy's fights which is fine so uh you know because pretty much you get paid on a merit basis The, the more people you bring in the more money you earn so you know i think it's quite fair um uh, and I think that's why I love those sports so much. So, you know, Mike Tyson basically saying anything goes, you know, there is still, there's still, there's still there should still be an honor code to it. But, you know, I, I think ev- they sh- everyone should be allowed to say whatever they want in the sport of MMA. But they should also Be prepared For whatever backlash That may come So you say something Be prepared To back yourself Be prepared to back Whatever you say So if you say some stuff Get prepared to get smacked In your mouth Or get prepared For the fans To turn their backs On you And whatever I think The two balance Each other out So I really I, That's why I love This sport man That's why I love This sport so much um, But yeah dude This this is going to be The end of the episode uh, There's still so much To speak about I really want to end it here So I don't want to Make this episode too long Because the next episode because you're gonna get so much from me this 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 in the next few days you're gonna get so much from me so i'm gonna end this episode right here um it's been your boy the ballpoint pen thank you so much for listening um keep tweeting at me uh keep sharing uh Keep tweeting at me. Keep sharing my Instagram, my tweets, all that kind of stuff. You know what to do. Share, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Um, But thank you so much for listening. Uh, It's been your boy, the Ballpoint Pen. Kuda, I'm out. Peace.